we are light, albeit a dim reflection, but we are light. When I was in college, I read a Christian book that challenged us to be the moon, or at least like the moon. The thought was this, the moon reflects the sun. It absorbs the light from the sun and then reflects it into the dark. For those who are in the dark of night, they may not be able to see the sun. They may not be able to feel its warmth, but they can look up and see the moon. They can see in the black of night. And albeit, it's a dim reflection, but it's still a light. The same is true for Christians. We aren't Jesus. We aren't ever going to be. But we can be like the moon. We can absorb and reflect the warmth of the light of Christ. And people who can't see or feel God, they can look up in the dark night of their soul and they can see a friend, a companion. They could see us. And it's precisely at this moment that we need to be ready to be the moon. Isn't that just a great thought? Max Licato came up with it in his book, It's Not About Me. I read that book in college and it still stuck with me all these years later. What's underneath this metaphor is we as Christians have a job to do. After we believe, after we confess Jesus Christ is Lord of our life and the source of all light, and that Jesus is the Son, the S-O-N and S-U-N in this metaphor, then we have a role to play. We're to reflect the sun's rays. We're to absorb the light and shine it so those trapped in darkness can see a great light. Last week we learned that there was an early church community. First, second, and third John write about this. It's emerged as a Johannine community. It's a bunch of house churches who are springing up who believe Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, a threat has emerged in the group. There is a detracting group that is starting to teach doctrines that are different. They're dismissing the relevance of topics like sin. So the elder of the church pens this letter. It's full of declarative statements about what this community believes and what they should hold fast to. The biggest doctrine is what we explored last week, the role that sin plays among believers. You have to hold this framework in your head to really understand the depth of 1 John. And there's another wrinkle that's just as important. This community truly believes Jesus was coming back in their lifetime. And that frames a lot of their worry and language. Look at some of the language throughout the letter. This is chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. Children, it is the last hour. As you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. From this we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But by going out, they made it plain that none of them belonged to us. The elders talking about this detracting group, they've gone after the world. They're led by the Antichrist. They should have remained in the light, but we now know that who the real children of God are, it's the ones who remain reflections 
of the light. And you will know if you are in the light, because you will be like Christ. This is the language that leads to our lesson in chapter 3 today. And you have to hold the fact that they really thought Jesus was coming back. When the world was ending, Jesus was going to reign, and this was all going to be over any minute. So hold on to the light. Avoid the dark. Jesus is coming. 1 John 3. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When it is revealed, we will be like Him, for we will see as He is. And all of this hope in Him will purify Him just as He is pure. You can feel the weight of the words when you put it in this context. They had such hope. First John 3. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When He is revealed, we will be like Him. For we will see Him as He is. And all who have this hope in Him purify themselves, just as He is pure. You can feel the weight of the words when you put it in this context. They had such hope that Jesus was coming back. He'd make all the crooked paths straight. He'd shine a light and expose all of the wickedness that is trapped in the dark. So we must be people who remain in the light, who are diligent about that. It's incredibly endearing when you hear it like this. But we do have to bring into the conversation the fact that the world didn't end. Jesus hasn't returned fully yet. And things are more complicated now and 2,000 years older. So what do we do with these words since they are somewhat out of date? I think you read them contemplatively. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Scripture has layers. The easiest, most simplistic reading is always the lesser reading. So once we get the context and its reasons run its course, you take the words inward, deeper, into your soul, and you read devotionally. In no way did the elder have us in mind, another church community 2,000 years later, reflecting on his words as he penned his. This letter wasn't written for us. He wasn't thinking about us, but the Holy Spirit is. And the Holy Spirit can guide us as we read this text. And what I hear the Spirit saying today is, the call to be God's light, that's still valid. The call to seek out a community that bears God's light and shines God's light, that's still needed. The world is still in dark, and we are light. All of us albeit a dim reflection. 
but we are light and we can be the moon for those stuck in the dark. In the 14 years that I've been pastoring, the one thing that keeps reoccurring though is people don't really believe this. They don't believe we are God's light. When it comes to their own private relationship with God, they carry this myth that they're a part of the darkness, that they're evil, but that's a lie. It's a lie that either the church has wrongly taught us or that culture convinced us of, or whichever the case, you might have been taught this or from whatever voice you've heard this, they are all wrong. You are not void of light. You are not pure evil. You are a reflection of God's light. It's inside all of us. And Jesus died on the cross so we could see it and feel it and claim it and shine it. But life and time and sin and bad theology have covered this light up in us. But that doesn't erase the fact that God put it in us. And by Christ's light, we are light. So what I think if the elder would have been here today or been aware to write to us today, I think he would have said this. Be the moon. Be the moon that absorbs the light so it can then reflect it in the dark. Help others see God in their own life. Give people a reason to hope. Stop following the trends of the world. Stop giving yourself to worldly pleasures. Stop hoarding. Stop lying. Stop coveting. Stop thinking life is only about you. Stop thinking money will solve all your problems. Stop hating yourself. Stop hating others. Stop ridiculing. Stop bullying. Stop doing evil. Stop hoping others suffer. Stop hurting others with your words. And be a good neighbor. Love your enemy. Spend more time with your family. Give to the needy. Worship. Lead a life of gratitude. Be rooted in who you are in Christ. Love deeply. Give graciously. Do justice. Love kindness. Walk humbly in your life. Pay for someone else's meal. Just pay anything forward to help the common good. Give something that you don't need away. Be kind, share joy, listen to someone's pain, offer forgiveness, tell someone they're loved, smile more, listen well, slow down, give a thumbs up, encourage, and bless. Bless everyone you can because everyone is dealing with something dark in them. Everyone is experiencing a dark night of the soul. Everyone is carrying the shame of regret or failure or exposure or ridicule or self-doubt. Everyone fears they may not measure up. And what they need is a light that guides them. Even if it's a dim light and it's just for the night because the light you give, it will be enough to get them through their night, and it will move them towards the day. In every act of kindness you give, in every blessing and encouraging word and support and love, in every moment of solidarity that you offer into the world, more light shines, more people see, and more darkness gets exposed. 
And this is exactly what we're called to do as a church until the day Jesus does return. We are called to shine God's light. So what does 1 John have to say to us today? It is a word of reminder. We are God's light. And it has a word of hope. So go and shine this light for all those in the dark to see. For we are light, albeit a dim reflection. But we are light.